Welcome to Heart to Heart Conversations, the podcast. I'm your host, Marissa Etzel, and together we'll get out of our heads and into our hearts. These deep and meaningful conversations are meant to crack open our hearts, expand our worldview, and cultivate compassion. I truly believe world peace and unity of all people is possible, and it all starts with a heart-to-heart conversation. Hey, hey, we are back for another heart-to-heart conversation, and this is so fun because this is my second one today, and I'm just jazzed. Yeah, Giselle, I'm just so grateful to have you here. And I love that you approached me and asked to be on heart to heart conversation. I think that says <laughs> a lot about you. Just you're, you're so bold and brave and up to big things in this world. So thank you. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Of course. Thank you for joining me. And let's tell the audience a little bit about yourself and kind of why you saw this opportunity for yourself. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Marisa. I'm I'm really excited and like I was sharing with you, this is like literally my first podcast interview. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm excited and I'm like, ooh. <laughs> so so thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. And yeah, so a little bit about myself and why I approach you. So you and I have met through a seminar we did a few months ago, and you started sharing heart-to-heart interviews on Facebook. And I was like, I I I love to have engaging conversations and right. And, and just not too long ago, I restarted a YouTube channel that I had started five years ago after I got divorced. <laughs> and, and that's what I will be talking about today. Um, had to restart life over after a divorce and in, in, in my, that happened in my thirties. Um, so I, I, I took, um, I stopped that project. I, I stopped myself from that project. And not too long ago, I, I restarted this YouTube channel where I empower and I inspire women to live a life that they love by choosing to live intentionally, powerfully, and passionately. And, and, and that's what I've been doing since I divorced five years ago. And, and I saw the opportunity of being here because you are a person that brings women together and has heart-to-heart conversations. And that's, that's who I am. <laughs> I love to have, you know, I love to meet women. I love to have engage, deep, engaging conversations and, and just like share, you know, share where, where I've been, hear where other women have been, see where we can relate and like what we can learn from each other. And, you know, I think, I think all of us can learn from from many other women and see what they've done, what they haven't done and learn from those examples to see what we could do or what we should not do. (laughs) That's how I see about learning. Yes. And, and that's why I'm here. I I approach you, I believe, because I was like, I want to have a heart to heart conversation with Marissa and share that part of my life that is, it feels like it's been such a long time ago, five years ago. And sometimes I kind of not forget about it, but it doesn't come up in, in shares recently, right? Because it's not in the present anymore. And sometimes I forget where all the things I've accomplished since that divorce, how I started over. And I take it for granted sometimes. And I'm like, wow, I did a lot to overcome the feelings that comes after a divorce, right? 
um, um, and, 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 and there's so much to share that I thought it could empower other women that maybe are going through that or could be going through that at some point, right? So, so and just share and hopefully it could make a difference for somebody else. Oh, that's so beautiful. And that, I, that's why when you approached me, it was like automatically, yes, of course I would love <laughs> to have you on, you know, and just what you're up to is so in alignment with heart to heart conversations. And it is just that, you know, it really, it's to show people that they aren't alone and that whether it's a divorce, Absolutely. whether it is, um, I don't know, losing your job. And it doesn't even have to be this big negative thing, but whatever you're yeah. going through, there are, there are women, there are people out there going through it or they've been through it and can show you that there's a light at the end of the tunnel. And in your case, yeah, that's what you're speaking on today, Absolutely. which is, hey, you know, you went through that divorce and here you are, you know, starting your, your YouTube channel and <laughs> yeah. up to these amazing things. And so before we kind of talk about where you are now, I would like to yeah, bring folks back to, and even you back to, yeah. was it five years ago when you were in the midst of it? Yes. Yes. So, so the interesting part is, um, yeah, it, it feels like such a long time ago and it's not right. <laughs> five years ago is not, but so many things have happened. And I'm, and even now after five years, I'm in the best relationship I've ever been romantically at all in my life. And it's because of everything I took on to transform myself as to be, create a new life after divorce. And that's, I've created the relationship of my dreams, which is nuts to share as well. So I'm, I'm very excited about that. But um, um, yeah, so when I, when I started, you know, and for anyone that's going through any relationship, you know, problems, thinking of leaving a partner or not, like I went through that. It, I went through, through, trying to make the decision and the choice of being made. Let's go back a little bit more. So I was married for eight years mm -hmm. in a relationship for 10 years, all of my twenties. I'm 36 right now. So all of my twenties, 21 years old, got into a relationship, fell in love. You know, I thought he was the man that would be married for the rest of my life. I really, I, that's why I got married. I never would get married for, if I don't see that. <laughs> Right. So I, I was like, this is the one, right? And we got married. I was, we're happily in love. It was a very, um, not, it was a, a very calm relationship. So we never had any fights. We never had any arguments. There was no, there was none of uh, drama that happens in relationships. We never had, um, there was no cheating. There was no abuse. There was no name calling. None of that. I think what happened is like we grew up as people in our 20s. You grow up a lot, right? Um, and we started becoming our own, you know, like learning who we are deep down, deep down inside, right? Like your values, what you believe in, what kind of things interest you in the world, what's important to you. Like I started discovering that for myself and I started realizing that the, the man that I loved you know, with all my heart was not aligned with me in that growth, that personal growth. And that was really scary because I would start seeing the signs. And, 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 and I'm sure if, if anyone that's watching this interview, like it's, it was kind of like a cycle. We would have a conversation. Hey, what's going on? We would try to resolve it. Nothing would happen. It was like six months later, we were back at, again, like 
I was like, I'm not happy. I'm not feeling happy. So what's going on? And like, I would try to resolve it. And, and I didn't have the tools to resolve it either at that, at that age, right? Like I, I didn't know what to do. And, and I would try to solve it again. And it was a cycle of maybe like four or five years of being happy or trying to make things um, go on a trip, on a vacation. We will go to Spain, let's go to Hawaii, let's do this to try to resolve the relationship. And I will tell you now, Marissa, like, like none of that resolves the relationship. You could be living in, in, in France, <laughs> in Greece, you could be living in Bali with someone and, and you could experience life miserably because, because the, it's in the inside where you're like happy and you carry your peace and all that. And I didn't know that back in my 20s. <laughs> so, so it's very different now, right? But back in my 20s, I didn't know that. So we would try all these things with him, right? Like, like let's go to Spain. Let's do this. Let's, let's move. So we decided we needed to move different states. Let's go to a different place and try to like, like that's going to be the answer to our problems. <laughs> and, and I remember we were decided he got a job in Vegas. We're, 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 I'm in Seattle like Marissa, right? So we're here in Seattle. He got a job in Vegas. I, was, I, was, I sold almost all my stuff, ready to go. I didn't have a car. I sold everything. <laughs> and then I remember like he went, he was supposed to go first so he could get settled in, right? Get a job, find an apartment, with, and then I would follow. And then this is December 2014. Okay, so picture before Christmas, and I'm getting the, he left about two weeks, two weeks before, um, three to four weeks earlier than that. And, and I remember the first sign for me was like, oh, I should be missing my husband, and I don't miss my husband right now. I'm actually very happy <laughs> to be by myself, <laughs> to be alone. <laughs> and I was, remember sitting there in our apartment, almost empty, right? And I was like, wow, this is not a good sign. <laughs> I need to be missing my husband. <laughs> and I remember um, one of my best friends was, uh, came to visit me. I think it was around Thanksgiving. And um, so I'm kind of backtracking a little bit. So I'm all over the place. I apologize. <laughs> so um, I, it was about November. She came to visit. We went out, you know, girls night. And I told her, I said, hey, girl, I don't, I don't miss my husband. Is that, you think that's normal or not? And she's like, I don't think that's normal. Like, like your husband just left. He's been gone for a few weeks. I would be, I would be sad. She said, like, that's kind of, you should look into that. And I was like, okay. You know, I was like, yeah. So then I remember she left and then I was less distracted. I was by myself again. And I started realizing in that leading up before Christmas, this is like, you know, like the week before Christmas, I'm like, I want divorce. I want a divorce. Yeah. yeah. And I, 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 I had that realization in my, in my head, in my mind. And I was like, oh my God, I, I want out. I want a divorce. And it was so, it was so scary because I loved this man. I loved him. He's an incredible human being. And I knew that long-term for what I wanted to achieve my purpose in life um like he wasn't the one that would be riding with me till the end of life i knew that deep down and it was such a difficult choice like to even say that out loud like 
I'm going to ask for a divorce. It, it was one of the most scariest times of my life. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking, okay, should I do it after Christmas? Should I do it before Christmas? Like, like just debating with myself, right? And, and I sat down, I said, no, I need to do it like now, like within the next few days, because what's the point of dragging it after Christmas? I, I can't, I, I was literally like, you know, like, like he called me one time and I remember being really weird on the phone, you know, when you don't share something with yeah. someone and you know, it's hanging in there. And I, cause I, I was thinking already about that and, and acting very strange on the phone. I was like, no, I can't, I, I cannot do that long-term. So I think I called them. I asked for a talk and I asked like, Hey, can we have a quick talk? Can we do FaceTime? And we were literally on FaceTime. And this is again, before Christmas. And I told them, you know, um, Hey, like, this is very hard to say. And I, I, I want, I, I want a divorce. I think, and I said, I think I want a divorce, but I knew, <laughs> you right. know, and, but we use those words sometimes to like kid ourselves. Right. Mm -hmm. And I, in that moment, and then I would just got quiet and he was like, what, like, are you kidding? And I was like, I, uh, I said, well, don't you think it's obvious based on our relationship? Like we haven't, we're always like arguing about the same thing. It's like a cycle. We're always like happy and then unhappy and happy and nothing's getting resolved. And you're not willing to go to therapy and stuff like that. And, and he literally was shocked. He, he did not expect it. And he told me, um, please don't do this. And he said, please, can we, can you, can we just separate? Can you take some time to really think this through? And, and I remember sitting there, I'm like, yeah, I hadn't considered that, you know, and I was like, sure, yeah, we could do that. However, I want time apart, like, meaning no talk, no, no phones, nothing. I said, like, no communication whatsoever. And I, and I decided that because I, not because I wanted to start dating other people or none of that. I wanted to be alone with my thoughts and to make sure I was making the right choice, because it's, it wasn't a, a choice like choosing what restaurant to to eat in you know it was a big choice in life so um i told him yeah i can give you that you know and we were we remained without talking for four months and we're so we were separated right so like no communication and i'd say like those were the toughest four months ever as well because i went through like a roller coaster of emotions just like Am I making the right choice? Am I not making the right choice? So like whoever's watching this, I can completely relate to making those like hard life choices. It's, it really takes something to actually make the choice, right? And I think for me, one of the biggest reasons why it was so hard, it was like imagining what life would be without the man I thought I would be married to for the rest of my life and the man that I knew all my 20s and that I loved. Like, I'm like, I cannot fathom life without him in it, right? Like, it was crazy. I was like, how does that even look like? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> and it was very, like, nerve-wracking, you know? It was more like, I felt like I was so scared of losing him, although it wasn't, like, contributing to my growth as well, to be in that relationship. So weird, right? To, like, go like that. <laughs> yeah. Through 
Mm-hmm. So I just have to say too, I think it's so interesting because in a previous podcast recording, we were talking about self-love and about how I see at least you making that decision and I'm not promoting divorce at all, but I'm just saying I yeah. think you recognize that, oh my gosh, you know, this isn't supporting my highest growth and me stepping into my power and my potential. And so it did take, that was radical self-love to be able to walk away yeah. from that. And there is fear, I think, of, oh my gosh, so uncertainty, so much uncertainty about yeah. what is my life going to be without this man? Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. I had, cause I was like, he's the one I had seen my life to till the end of it. Right. And and I remember I asked this one question. I remember when I, in those four months where I kept going like back and forth, right? Like, yes, no, maybe we can make it work. <laughs> like I was going crazy, right? Those four months, like completely emotional roller coaster. I, again, no dating anyone else. I was completely like focused on, am I making the right choice? That was my biggest concern for those four months. And one day I asked myself this question, which gave me the answer. Like I became very clear was, Giselle, are you willing to spend the next 50 years with this person? Because I, I calculated the age that I would pass away. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm 30 years, I think I was 31 years old or 30. Yeah, 31, almost 31, because I'm 36 now. So five years ago. And I was like, I calculated, okay, if I live till 80 something, the average life, <laughs> I said, okay, so I have about 50 more years of marriage, right? If you count, if you do the math and I asked myself, are you willing to be in this relationship, how, how things are right now with this person for 50 more years of your life? I'm like, nope. I immediately was like, nope, I'm not, I'm not. And that's what gave me like the strength to, you know, to be like, okay, I am making the right choice. Now I'm gonna, I'm gonna, um, now, well, there's a twist in there. <laughs> so he asked to see me again, one last time. And I went to Vegas. And then what happened was I saw him, he saw me, and we were like, maybe we can make this work. <laughs> of course. <Right? laughs> of course. So if anyone is watching this and you do that, do not feel bad because all of us, even, even if you know what you're doing, you will do it. <laughs> You will go back to the person that's not serving you or to the habit or to the whatever it is holding you back. Sometimes you go back to it. It happens, right? So now that happened. And then we both realized that we were not really working out together. So it became a mutual decision after that, which is very interesting because then I believe she grew as well in the whole process, which was, you know, really um you know really huge for him because i think a lot of a lot of men do not have these heart-to-heart conversations Mm. you know like we're lucky as women to be open and have more circles and a lot of men don't and i think he learned a lot and and he realized to like for his purpose maybe this relationship wasn't working as well so in the end that's what happened now um after that right so like we we both were like okay you know now we're (laughs) i think we're we're done right and we had a very amicable amicable um conversation so we said you know our goodbyes we both said that you know we we had a, a good marriage and we enjoyed each other's company and literally like 
I grew up in my twenties with him. Yeah. Right. And he was a, and he was a good man. He was not a person. He, you know, he, he always worked. He had, you know, provide, like we had fun. He never cheated or hit me or, or, you know, mentally abused me, anything. It's like, we, he's a good hearted man. Right. We just weren't for each other long-term and we both said those things to each other. We thanked each other for the relationship. And then, and then, and then that was it though. That was it. There's no, then it was like the end. Right. And, and then I find myself the next day, like, okay, now it's like, well, well we're processing papers. Right. And, and, and then once I received the divorce papers, right. It was real. And that was like, when I saw those papers, I was like, this is it. You know, like, like it was like the, the solution of the marriage, right? Like the mm -hmm. confirmation that the relationship is legally terminated. And I was like, wow, okay, this is real now. And, and what happened after that, like I had a, I had a lot of fun, you know, I got very distracted. I started dating a younger man, <laughs> uh, completely opposite of my ex-husband, like tattoos, motorcycle, vegan, <laughs> <laughs> completely different okay <laughs> so like I learned a lot through this person um I think that that relationship I learned a lot because I became more like a bit less like things need to be a certain way in life you know like you need to be in this kind of relationship it needs to be like this it needs to be an old, older person and and like all those things went away with this person right so I experienced a lot of fun, a lot of new experiences. And I think like a bit of a, I'd say rebound maybe. I like, like, yes, because I don't know if you heard this, but after every, whenever someone gets divorced, usually there's a rebound relationship after that. And it's basically kind of like, usually the opposite of who you were married. And, and it's like a whirlwind you know, and, and, and usually doesn't last for, it's not a, like a long-term thing. And, it, and the relationship lasted about six months and I had, I had a blast and I learned a lot of things. Um, not long after that, I became a vegetarian. Yeah. Oh, look at <laughs> so that. I, yeah. I learned, um, to cook and like, you know, experience all the things I hadn't experienced in marriage in that relationship who I was married to right so a lot of new experiences I was having a ton of fun but when that relationship ended it was actually the first time I was alone right because I went from being married to a six-month relationship almost immediately and that didn't allow me to be by myself and what happened is when I went was by myself so it was the first time I was um I remember like moving out by myself and I didn't live by myself either. <laughs> I was always living, you know, with someone. Like I always had a boyfriend or I had lived with family and then I got married and I had never lived alone. And I remember living, you know, like living alone. I was not in a relationship, so I was single now. And, and I was just there, you know, by myself. And then one day I was like, I guess when you're by yourself, you're more, you have more time to be 
in your own thoughts sometimes, right? In your own head, there's no one distracting you. <laughs> and that's a good thing. And that's sometimes a bad thing because <laughs> then you can go like all over the place, right? And, and that's actually what happened as well. Like I was living alone and then I started one day, I was like, I don't know who, who am I? I was just sat there. I'm like, who am I? Like I was this girl that was married to had a wonderful marriage or what people thought was a wonderful marriage, right? Like, like no drama. And, and I was just like, I thought I would be married for with him for the rest of my life, you know? Um, who knows, you know, like I wasn't planning on having kids, but who knows what could have happened. And I was like, now who am I? I, I have no idea. And I sat down, sat down there, Marissa, and I remember thinking like, I, I felt so like, like, um, I don't know how to say the word, but like, um, with no power, mm. like, like, powerless. like I was just powerless. Yeah. Powerless. I felt powerless. And I was sitting there and I was thinking like, I don't even know what, what do I want to do? Like, like, what do I like? What don't I like? I don't like, like, who am I? I and literally I started like, what I started doing is in that moment, I started reading a lot of books and I started going into, and I remember um, reading this book about your personality types. I don't know if you've ever done a personality test before. Oh, I love them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I did one and, and then I was like, I bought the book and then I started reading and like saying like, am I like this? Am I like this? Yeah, I agree. I'm like this. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God. And I remember getting so much, um, like out of it, you know, out of like being more sure of who I was. And that was just the beginning though. That was just the beginning of the journey because like, even though I was discovering so many things, it was also like an open Pandora box, right? Cause there's so many things not coming at me. I didn't know. And, and I remember like there were days that you know, like I started getting, um, I'm a very social person and I started getting more like antisocial, <laughs> which is weird for me, right? Um, because I was becoming also like almost too obsessed with discovering myself. And I don't know if there's like, and I know that may sound weird, right? Like, but there's a point where I, I became like to the point where instead, there's a point where you start discovering or you can read a book and there's a point you have to actually act and go, go out into the world, right? And actually experience it for yourself and test it out. And I wasn't doing that. I was literally like becoming a hermit and staying in my house. And that started like becoming a problem and, and because I started getting like depressed. And, and, and usually like I don't, I'm not a person that gets depressed easily, um, if I have a down day, like I'll usually it'll last like a day or two, but I always find the, I guess like the power to get out of my head, to have conversations, to call a friend, to watch a comedy show, you know, um, do anything that will bring me out of any level of, you know, sadness or, or depression. And however I experience that. And that was, and that was really crazy. So, um, so some of the things I did to start over, I'd say after divorce was to get to know who I am, <laughs> mm -hmm. to get to know who I am. So that's very important. Like for anyone watching, it's like, 
sometimes when you have an identity tied to somebody else, right, and you thought that would last forever, and then you're and then you're not in that relationship, you are gonna feel lost, and that's completely okay. Like if you, there's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with not knowing who you are as a person, you know. And and you can and and you and I know that we can reinvent who we are. We can say who we are and then be that, right? Like no one, no one needs to tell you who, like society doesn't have to tell you whether you're in a relationship, whether you're married, whether you're divorced, right? Whether you're straight, whether you're gay, whether you're, you know, like single or poly, like none of that really matters. It's like, it's like who you are as as a person and who you choose to be is like, you get to create it, right? But I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know that. So the cool thing is like, one of the first steps is to start digging in there, right? Like, like I'd say um, personal development, you know, self-improvement, you know, reading books. Like some of the best books I read are like, um, there's one called, this is a really good one. It's called The Motivation Manifesto by Brendan Burchard. And that book, why that book is like changed my life is one of the books that changed my life is because I remember sitting there and this is after my divorce, right? Sitting there reading this book and it actually got me to take action. So like, I didn't take, you know, like I took little actions. I was very afraid of, <laughs> of doing things, but I, it made me get up, get out off my butt and actually take an action, which was sign up for Toastmasters. To practice public speaking oh my gosh yeah. yeah and I'm so glad that you talked about that the, the taking action because I did want to point that out of okay yeah you can read all the books you can do all the self-development but if you stay in that little world and in your yeah. head and in your house then what good does it do you're just collecting all of this information yeah. but not putting it into practice correct and then sometimes you get more like almost like exasperated you know like 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 you're you have potential and you're like, I'm not doing anything. And then you can go into that cycle of actually getting depressed and getting sad, which was what started happening to me, right? Like, like when I stopped taking action and like trying to be by myself and not getting out there, right? And not, not sharing with others, I started getting depressed. But the moment I started taking action and actually sharing with people, you know, like what was going on, like, oh, I'm doing this. I started posting it on my stories, you know? I started post making them posts on Instagram and I know it's social media. Maybe, you know, it wasn't like a straight conversation, but it was still me sharing. And it really like brought me out of my head. Right. And then people were like, Oh my God, good for you. People were so encouraging. Right. Like people are always going to be more encouraging than, than you think. Cause it's, it's like, most of us are scared because we think, Oh, if we share what we're dealing with, right. If we, if we, we're vulnerable right like maybe people are gonna not feel it or make fun of us or not understand us but in reality it's like you're always sharing for yourself in a way right because not everybody might get it but the fact that you just shared is like you become like unleashed in a way right because because the thoughts are out of your head now (laughs) Yeah, yeah yeah and I think too by you sharing and being vulnerable it's like, yeah, it's for yourself and you become unleashed, but then you give other people permission to do the same. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I, and, and, and the interesting, what I have found out um, is that you give permission and sometimes you may not even know, like people are not, 
people don't remember to share, oh, thanks to you, I did this. Mm -hmm. So like, trust me, like if you share, you do make a difference always. Like, and it can be with one person or it could be with a thousand people, right? Like depending like who, how you're doing, right? Like with this podcast, we may be affecting thousands of people, right? And we may never know how many people exactly, but the fact is like, the more you share, the more you get transformed. And in addition, others get transformed. And what I found is like, the more I started sharing during that journey, right? It's, it was like, some people would, yeah, they would, they would open up to me via, via privately messaging, right? Messenger, then they would share something. And I was like, oh my God, I didn't know you were going through that, right? Like, mm-hmm. like I remember when I shared about my separation with a few friends, and then I started sharing about after divorce, a lot of people were like, oh, wow, yeah, I went through divorce as well. You know, I did this as well. Like, oh, wow, you're handling it, you know, very well. Or you like, know what it is? I yeah. think we're, we're tapping into the fact that because we stay silent about it and we don't share it, that's when the shame and the fear and the guilt, that's when it all bubbles up. And yeah. um, it's by sharing it, we overcome the shame and maybe not overcome it that first time, but like little by little, you know, you yeah. share it and another person's like, me too. Yeah. I went through the same thing. It's going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and I'd say that's one of the biggest things for starting over and this conversation is like after the worst, but it can be after anything, right? It can be after a job loss. It can be after the death of a loved one, right? Because there's all of that. Like, can, like I feel like anything can happen in life, right? Like, like big tragic things that shift your life, right? Those will always happen. It's like almost guaranteed, right? So like, like if anyone's watching this, listening to this, it's like, know that big things will happen and then it's like how how you react to what happens right is what will make the difference and how the journey will either be transformative or will bring you down right so either it will you will come up come out ahead or or go down right and I, and i came very close to going down that's why i can share this because i literally started getting depressed right and and i, I started getting very depressed and I remember like, but again, always in the back of my mind thinking like, I need to put myself out there, right? And I, and, and I was working a job, right? And I remember having to go to work and I didn't want to go to work because I was feeling sad and depressed, you know, and all that. And, and I remember I went to work and I met someone that through what they told me and what they shared with me, they changed my life. But if I wouldn't have gone to work you know, I wouldn't have had that opportunity to have life changed. And what happened was like, I was working this job. I used to work in events and do like beer events and pass out free beer and stuff here in Seattle. <laughs> and, and I met this young, like group of young guys. Okay. Like young, because they were early twenties and I was like already, you know, mid early thirties. So I was like, Oh, they're so cool. They're, they're, like that. And then one guy stood out to me because of his, how he carried himself. And I remember just, I, I felt inclined to acknowledge him for that. And I, it, you know, and that's something that was out of my comfort zone back then. And I was like, um, I was like, Hey, you know, you look really young, but you look like you're going places, you know? 
and he's like, yeah, I just graduated college and, and I just got this job and I'm doing this and I want to do this and that. And I was like, good for you. Like, I feel like you're going to go places. I don't know. You just give me that vibe. <laughs> and I was sharing. So I opened my mouth and shared, right? Basically yeah. with him. That's what I was doing. And I didn't know that I was doing that. And then he told me like, yeah, we should connect on social media. And, and he was a really cool guy. There was no like weird vibe coming from him, right? And so I, I, I was like, I felt safe. And I was like, yeah, cool. And then he shared with me Landmark, which is how we met, right? Like the <gasps> seminar. Landmark! Yes. And, and, and I was like, sure. He had no idea what I was dealing with. You know what I'm saying? Like he was a complete stranger that didn't know that I was dealing with depression, didn't know that I didn't know who I was. He didn't know like that I was considering going to therapy or see a psychologist. He had no idea I was considering those things, right? And he just shared and I went to like an introduction meeting and I was like, okay, I think this could make a difference. And that was that, that was like, it completely changed like the, you know, where my life was going before that. Oh, yeah. chills because yeah, the power of opening our mouth and sharing because he could have easily been like, just assumed or prejudged and been like, Oh, you know, oh, don't, don't want to make this weird or look, look yeah. bad or what, what yeah. would you think of it? Right. He got out of his own head and out of his own way and was yeah. just there like pure love and compassion for you. Of who knows yeah. what it could do for your life. And wow. I love that story. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And, and, and that, you know, so like if anyone that's, you know, watching this, like, how to start over it's like you have to put yourself out there and even though it's so uncomfortable it can be so uncomfortable right like but putting yourself in the meetings in the workshops in the you know if it's if if we were not in COVID literally go to the party you know go to the invitation go to the game night because you never know who you're gonna meet that could actually change your life you have you have no idea you know or or like or if you are at work and someone comes in and, and you connect or you see something in them, say something, right? Because, again, I met this person, I opened my mouth, and, and I genuinely, you know, acknowledged him. And I had no idea that what was going to come out of that. I was just like, I need to say something, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and it felt weird to me because I'm like, he's going to think I'm hitting on him. <laughs> You know, that was in my head. I'm like, I don't want him to, I'm not hitting on this guy. I don't want him to think that. But I was like, I need to say something. And and I'm so happy I did. I chose to open my mouth and actually just say that compliment to him. And out of that, all that happened. And, 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 and literally from that, I became, I went on a personal development, like even more, right? Like, like crusade. I was able to forgive my ex-husband I was carrying you know like resentment toward him absolutely and that's one of the keys like when if if you're starting life over after a divorce you've got to forgive you have to forgive that person you know no matter what you think they did to you no matter how you thought the relationship should have gone no matter like if they kept things from you <laughs> if you know like I was left alone with my cat like I thought he would take care of her like you know, the cat basically was left to me and I was very resentful toward like, like 
oh, he's not going to take care of the cat now, right? It's my responsibility. So I had a lot of resentments, like, and I was able through the journey of educating via landmark, right? Like learning about forgiving, letting go of resentment. I was able to forgive. And that was like huge for me to be able to, to feel love for my ex-husband and wish and be happy for him and wish him the best life he can get and be complete about it. Right. And, and, and that said, it was, it's incredible. Yeah. And, so that, mm-hmm. and I think, so two things there, I think first forgiveness is so much for you, but also for them. I think it's first and foremost for you because it, I mean, literally you were able to take your power back. Yes. You had love for him, but it it was like healing from the inside out on your end. Absolutely. No more of those loose ends and that energy just being leaked. And then also, I just want to say too, like landmark is amazing. It's not the end all be all though. Yeah. Right. Oh, it's just the beginning of, of, many things you know what i'm yeah. saying yeah it's a catalyst a catalyst for growth catalyst. And self-development and there's yes. so many other programs and stuff out there yes. i mean it's up to you whether or not you want to take this journey and, and if landmark is right for you i'll probably put it in the show show notes but um yes. yeah there's so many great books podcasts like just yes. resources out there to help you yes you're going through oh absolutely i'd say for me it was it was the catalyst and the reason why is because I've been reading, so again, I'm 36 and I've been reading personal development books since I was 18. So that's eight, 28, 30, almost 20 years, right? I'm reading. At that point, probably 15 years, right? I'm reading books. But I hadn't taken a lot of action in life, right? So when I was in my marriage, I never asked for what I wanted. I never opened up. I never spoke up. I didn't share. I wasn't vulnerable with my ex-husband, right? So like in 10 years of marriage, I never opened up. I was very closed off with him. So I realized also that I did a lot in my relationship, right? Like I contributed to, to that as well. I was able to forgive myself as well for doing that, right? So like, I remember like, you know, I had all this stuff from my past in the relationship, right? And I would read books and, and, and like listen to audios and stuff, but I would never take action. That was, that was my problem. <laughs> that was my main thing. I would never take action because I was like so afraid of taking action. That's so afraid scary. of the unknown. Yeah. So afraid of the unknown. And, and I would completely ignore my gut feeling on things all the time, all the time. Like, like due to that, I've got into Things that could have killed me, I think, when I was younger, but I they didn't because someone's protecting me, I think. But because I never, I was a very um, non-confrontational person, and I hated like to be in conflict with people. Mm. So that was that was like my thing. Like I couldn't speak up because I thought it would be a fight. N- not that, well, not that I would fight with people, <laughs> but I, I I thought like if I said no, they people wouldn't like me, or or we would be in conflict. And, and I could never say no. I just couldn't speak up. And I remember I would read books and I was like, yes, I'm going to do this this time. I'm going to create boundaries. No, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> so, so, so what happened with Larmark, like the reason why, like you said, it is a catalyst is because it was the first time in my life that I took not little actions, but huge actions, like huge steps, like 
calling my ex-husband, you know, literally on the phone. And, and after a couple years of the, being divorced, right? And like leaving him a voicemail saying like all those things, like I got forgive you, you know? Like he didn't answer the phone though. <laughs> yeah, I'm but, like, I'm trying to picture him on the other end. Like, um, first of all, why is she calling him? <laughs> why is she calling me? Yes, <laughs> so weird. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, I'm forgiving myself. And like, it was the beginning of a journey, you know, of, you know, truly living, I'd say in the present, being open, vulnerable, authentic with everyone, regardless if, regardless if I think they're going to like me or not like me or like, like, you know, I can be more fully self-expressed, I'd say, which is huge because I always wanted to be fully self-expressed and I wasn't, and I would never take action on it. And then I would always have regrets after, right? I would be like, oh, I should have said, I should have spoken up. I should have, you know, I would always do that, right? And like at work, I would never raise my hand. I was so afraid of raising my hand. Um, I was afraid of, yeah, speaking in public. One time I was taking speech class in college and I almost like fainted. I couldn't oh. speak in public. I could not. I, I was so afraid. <laughs> And yeah. then, and then you joined Toastmasters. So and then I joined Toastmasters. Yeah. happened. Yes. Yeah. Then I joined Toastmasters. Yeah. And, and, and then, and then I stopped, right. Cause I was, got so afraid. I was like, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. So like, I used to get really stuck. So I think like for me, the thing is like, whatever you do, right. Whether you do landmark, whether you do any coaching, whether you do any, you know, therapy, Anything you do, you can even do it all. I'd say there's no problem in doing all at the same time, in my opinion. <laughs> I don't think there's, you can do too much. It's more like what resonates with you. That needs to, that's important, right? So whatever resonates with you, you take it in, right? So like I exercise, exercise brings me now mental clarity, it bring, you know, mental, like for good mental health, like I exercise. I used to hate exercising, right? And now it's like, I, you know, physically I don't like it, but it's like, every time I'm done, I'm like, oh, okay, I feel good about myself, right? (laughs) Also, I've seen how you are just so self-aware, you know, you, you know about yourself that you love community, you know, you love working out in a group. And so it's amazing to see how you've taken that during COVID Mm -hmm. and made this workout for women. Yes. You know, yes. it's just so inspiring because that's what's going to hold you accountable. It's just, it's this beautiful cycle um, of just mm-hmm. women uplifting women and yeah, yeah. like moving Thank our bodies. And thanks for bringing that up, Marisa, because that's, that's like another key for starting over. Like you have to find your community. You have to find your tribe. You're not alone and, and you cannot do it alone either. You want the huge thing. You have to ask for help. I used to not be able to ask for help. That's another thing. <laughs> so like you have to, again, open up, be at risk, be vulnerable and ask for help, right? Like if you're starting to, if you're dealing with divorce or anything that's ended, right? And you're feeling lost. First of all, realize you're not alone and you have to ask and reach out to people because what I didn't realize is people don't know what's going on unless you speak up. Right. And, and, and you have to put yourself, it's, it's vulnerability. That is vulnerability. Right. And like, it's, it's putting you, you know, like we're in a position where you feel scary, you feel vulnerable 
and you have to do that in order to start over because that's the only way you're going to be able to meet the person that will change your life or meet the tribe or meet the group or take the seminar right or like or meet the coach that will be with you and coach you throughout right throughout the journey like you never know until you start reaching out and that can be i i found out that you find that uh, for me i would uh reach out on social media i would share and and from sharing people also start giving you back i don't know if you experienced that right like have you experienced that like you share something you're not expecting anything back right and then someone gives you a tip or a feedback or gives you a recommendation and then all of a sudden boom you're on to you're reading a new book you're taking you know a new yoga mm -hmm. class or you take you know something that from your sharing you you didn't ask straight up a question but from your sharing you got an answer yeah i think that yeah. it's it's partly because of your vulnerability and sharing whatever there is to share that on the other side of that is intimacy it's connection people yeah. something in your share in what you were saying maybe touch people's heart and they're like i want to support this person this yes. other being on their journey yeah yeah absolutely uh yeah and it's it's magical like i've experienced that so much like i always tell people right and and i'll tell anyone that's listening to this like like most people are, have good hearts i really believe that and so like even though it may be scary because you think oh some people will judge yeah sure some people will judge not a problem you know some people will not say anything to you but you will attract those people that will want to share something to support you or to guide you or to say an encouraging word like they you will find those people i assure to you like most people will take the time to make a difference for you but you have to open up first yeah. that's always the thing right it's like everyone's afraid to open up but you have to be the first one to open up and yeah. then others start opening up that's yeah. key oh my god yes yes so good. okay so i we kind of have a list going what would, as far as like how yeah. to there was two things right yeah so i'd say um First of all, so since this conversation is specifically starting over after divorce, right? How to create a new life. So I'd say like, ask yourself, can you see yourself in this relationship or marriage or is it serving your purpose, right? For the next 40, 50, 30, 40, 50, 60 years, depending how old you are, right? Ask yourself that question and, and answer that truthfully. You don't have to tell this to anyone, right? You're answering to yourself and I really, be with it, right? Take the time, maybe go alone, maybe write it out, or, or you can, you know, you can like meditate on it, but like ask yourself the question and then you usually will get an answer right away, right? Like the answer is always there. It's like some of us like tend to want to ignore it or pretend it's not there, right? Like, or we want it to, we want to make it work. <laughs> but like, if you've already, it, I mean, I won't say, Again, like you, I believe in marriage and I don't think, I don't, I'm not bashing marriage at all. And I don't say, I don't recommend divorcing for the heck of it. Mm -mm. I'm not like, I'm not a person that would recommend people getting married over and over again. No, but if you know in your deep gut, you know, in your heart that that relationship is not the one and you ask yourself that question and you get that 
gut answer feeling, then you know what your answer is, right? So, and then you have to make the choice. So that's number one. You have to make the choice and you have to communicate that choice to that person, right? And then, and then, and after that, you go with the whatever legal procedures, right? And, and then, and then you have to know that the, the emotions and the roller coasters feelings, those are coming. They're coming. So you don't pre, like, I'm a strong woman and I always knew that. Yes, and you are. And he still got me, right? <laughs> thank you. Right. Thank you. But he still gets you. It doesn't matter how strong you are. You can do it alone, I would say. We're human. Yeah. We're human beings. Yeah. So it's like, even though you, I'd say, if you think you can weather this storm by yourself, err on the other side and go tell people and I, find your support system, whether that's a Facebook group, whether that's, again, like your family, whether that's your girlfriends, whether that's, you know, a therapist, a coach, or, or a seminar program, right? Or anything. Go find that and don't do this alone. Don't do it alone, right? Even if you think you can, don't do it alone. <laughs> mm -hmm. You'll make great friendships along the way. Anyway, so that's a plus, actually. And then, um, and then I'd say, Start trying, get out of your comfort zone. Start taking new actions, whether that's, again, taking a Toastmaster class, right? Um, I was considering doing a improv class. Ooh. Improv, yeah, like before this pandemic, right? <laughs> so like anything that you've ever thought like you would want to try, like start doing that and have fun. Like actually start exploring and doing fun things. Um, I, I, I wrote a bucket list years ago. And I started crossing off a few things of that, you know, after my divorce, I started crossing off things and, and, and experiencing life and having like a little more fun because I was like more serious about things before. <laughs> yeah. and, and that's the worst thing. Like, don't get too, well, obviously I don't mean be reckless, right? <laughs> but be like, have fun because none of us get out alive right out of life yes right? none of us get out alive <laughs> no, wow no. yeah none right? of us do and sometimes we get very serious especially when we're like after a big change in life we're like oh now we now we're grown up we it's i'm 36 like it's like it's an age yes i feel wise i feel mature all that but i still want to go experience life and have fun and like I, you know, like I jumped off an airplane already, you know, like I, that was on my bucket list. Like I've started doing things that, that maybe some people would have done in their twenties, but I'm like, I don't care if I'm in my thirties, I'm going to do it regardless. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Like, you know, because some women watching this may be divorcing in their thirties and their forties. I mean, could happen, right? Like, but it doesn't matter. Like you, age is just a number and if there's things that you wanted to do get them done now just get them done and have fun and 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 remain open to the new relationships you're forming yes because because one relationship may lead to other relationships and you make new friends and then when you're ready for love again the the person will pop up <laughs> unexpectedly when you're not looking when you're not looking but first you have to always be working on yourself as a human being so you can attract that person into your life. Right. Yes. And, and that partner that you, that you ready to create life with now as a 
newly, well, not necessarily newly divorced, but a new life after divorce, right? You're almost like a new person in a way. You're like reborn, right? And you actually get to do things now, almost like you're starting over because you're by yourself, right? And if you're always, I'd, I'd say that's probably the last tip. Always be working on who you are as a person and how you're contributing to other people and always bring more value to others and don't expect from people, you know, just don't expect, just give and then the right people will come into your life and it works. It mm -hmm. works. It's proven. It She's does. a living example. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I love oh my gosh. Thank so you. much good content here. And, and I always like to leave space too at the end um, for just kind of, if there's maybe something we didn't cover, a question I didn't ask, or just a little hmm. tidbit that you would like to leave here while we're on this hardcore hmm. conversation. Let me see. There, okay, yes. There's a quote that I love by Mark Twain that every time I'm afraid of something, of you know, trying something new, saying something, restarting my YouTube channel in my 30s, right? <laughs> um, even when people say, oh, 30s is too old for YouTube. I don't know if you've heard of that, but like, right? Like you may hear things that you're like, oh, maybe I shouldn't do it. No, no. Always go with this quote that I want to share is in 20 years from now, will you, how does it go? The Mark Twain quote? <laughs> I know what in, you're talking about. Okay. Yes. It goes something like, in 20 years from now, will you regret what you're, what you decided, what you're choosing to do now in 20 years, will you regret it or not? Something yeah. like that. But let's look it I up. No, I want to look it up too, because I, I remember using that quote. Oh, I love it. That's my. It's a good go-to. That, I mean, yeah. that's partly why I took a gap year in between high school and college. And I, and I, I, I was that. like, yeah, because it, it's like, you will regret in 20 years from now, you will regret more the things that you don't do versus the things that you do yes okay like yeah that. it is like that hold on one second <laughs> the people yes. listening are like they're like correcting i know <laughs> so that quote that quote is what i want to leave everyone with because anytime you're you're self-doubting yourself right like oh should i go to that party yes go to the party you can always go back to your house right? If you don't like the party. <laughs> so like, but this is a quote, 20 years from now, you will be more disappointed by the things you did not do than by the ones you did do. So throw off the bow lines, sell, sell away from the safe harbor and catch the trade winds in yourself. I love that quote. That's a quote I live by. When it, whenever I'm stuck, whenever I'm afraid and stuck, I ask myself that question. Heck yeah. And look at us. I mean, you starting the YouTube channel, me doing this podcast, like yeah. we're doing it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because ask yourself, like Marisa, like, for example, you could be like in 20 years from now, will I be more disappointed if I don't start this podcast than if I do? And then you would have been like, ah, uh, yeah, I'll be disappointed that I didn't start it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Same I mean, with me. <laughs> right. Like I'm even looking back, I'm like, I know I wanted to do this at the end of May, beginning of June, but did I do it? No, I was scared, you know, all these reasons and excuses. And so even just that little time frame, the couple months, I'm like, man, I should have just gone for it. But here I yeah. am now, you know, yeah. like it's yeah. not too late to start. Um, but yeah, it's never it. too late. And, and yeah, I, I've been wanting to do YouTube for like 
six years for a long time, right? So it's like, and sometimes I'm like, oh my God, I wasted so much time. And another tip, don't, don't ponder on what you didn't do, right? Like focus always on the present. There's one more saying that I always, this I repeat to myself almost every day though. This is almost every day. So I tell myself, there's no past, there's no future. There's only the present. Mm. And I literally say that mantra. Anytime I, I, veer, I start veering towards my past or towards the future, right? Future brings you anxiety and the past brings you regret. Yeah. And, and that's, that's, and that really works. It kind of snaps me out of it. <laughs> oh, you yeah. always have the good quotes and no, thank you so much for just all of the wisdom that you brought down here. Thank and, you. Yeah. This heart to heart conversation I know is going to impact so many women thank and maybe you. even men out there too. Yeah. Never know. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so with that, where can people find you? Because Clearly, they heard your story yes. before. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, they can find me on Instagram and YouTube. So Instagram is my name, Giselle Loiza, and I'm sure you'll put it in the comments below. Yep. Um, and then YouTube will be my, my name, Giselle Loiza. Perfect. Yes. Yeah, we'll put that in the show notes and everyone will be all set to find and follow you and connect yes. with you. And, and two, I would love to add just here on the end that, you know, maybe you yourself are going, whoever's listening um, right now is they're going through a divorce. And I mean, it's not that you have to blast that on Instagram stories and tag us, but reach out to us in the DMs, yeah. you know, let yeah. us know, because like we said, you aren't meant to go through this alone and we're here to support yeah. you all the way. Yeah. And all the resources, Marisa, that you have, you know, anyone watching this, she'll make sure she puts all the resources below. And, yeah. and, and yeah, thanks for sharing that because yeah, like we're normal human beings, you and I, and like anyone, if, if, if you watching this, you feel compelled, just like message us. Right. And, and if you need, if you have a question, maybe in anything we can do to help, we'll do it. Yes. I don't know if I can subscribe to the I'm a normal human being because I'm like pretty strange, but yes, oh, yeah. <laughs> I guess we're all strange human beings. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love That's that. True. We're going to end That's on true. that. That's yes. <laughs>Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to heart to heart conversations the podcast if there's someone in your life that would really benefit from listening to this episode it would mean the world to me if you took 30 seconds to share it with them right now you can take a screenshot share it on your social media text it to them do whatever you have to do to spread this message of hope with the ones you love most until next time keep following your heart.